Good evening. Buenas noches. So we recently have been speaking from expanding upon verses of the at the end of the fifteenth chapter of the tenth canto of Kuntaras Sumabhagutam. Sumabhagutam Gijai. And uh, in those verses, two or three or four verses, we discovered the the uh, or we glimpsed for the first time in the Prakat Lila, as recorded in the Bhagavatam, the, the Purvarag between Radha and Krishna, feelings of love in in separation that is created by the inability due to circumstances and age for them to acknowledge one another's love for one another. So it creates a separation. Very beautiful and very touching and very powerful. And as was emphasized in that section, although the 15th chapter begins really with the Poganda Leela of Krishna, the boyhood of Krishna, and mention of the Gopastami, and now he's become uh, a cow herder rather than a calf herder. At the same time, the chapter ends, as we, as we see, with Kishore, or adolescent sensibilities, characteristics, bodily characteristics, and and emotional content of an adolescent starting to manifest in the boyhood, in the, in the Poganda of Krishna. So some budding Kishore sensibilities within the Poganda. And as it turns out, the beginning of that chapter, which we're going to revert to now, uh, also emphasizes not the poor virag, but the fact that Kishore's, or Krishna's Poganda Leela perhaps about midway through that his adolescent uh, sensibilities, characteristics begin to manifest. In fact, the way in which the Poganda, the boyhood Leela of Krishna, has been described in practically all the texts, it's just short of, of merging the Poganda into the Kishore as if it were one. Jiva Goswami has, in some of his writing, has shrunk the Poganda Leela down to two years, from five to seven. It's a short period. And in the context of that, even even earlier than the 15th chapter, which is again begins with the official, uh, well, I, I, um, I should say even before the slaying of Dana Kasura, which comes in this chapter, after which the Purvaraga manifests in the Kaliya that chronologically precedes the slaying of Denikasur, we also find some some 
Kishore sensibilities manifesting. In fact, it could be argued that the reason that Krishna stayed in the coils of Kaliya for as long as he did was to give time for the gopis to get there and, and see him and then mount the heads of Kaliya and dance upon them um, as if to show off his dancing and artistic uh, capabilities. Hmm? <clears throat> we find at the end of the 15th chapter that uh, Sugadeva Goswami, the narrator, as we mentioned, with the manifestation of the Purvarag and the budding adolescence of Krishna, the he attained Sarup Siddhi in the context of his kirtan. Sukadeva Goswami is said to have become perfect as a sadhana siddha through the anga of bhakti that is so central to our practice, kirtan. He did it by this kind of kirtan narrative of the lila. So he's got lila kirtan, guna kirtan, lila about kirtan about Krishna's lilas, about Krishna's qualities, about his form. And he emphasizes the efficacy as well of kirtan, uh, of his name. Um, but it's an interesting point to note that Sugadeva Goswami is depicted, and emphatically so, in the Bhagavad text as a sadhana siddha. And he hadn't attained Sarup Siddhi prior to um, the end of the 15th chapter, that part of the narrative. He ha- he is, of course, a, a sadhana siddha in pursuit of Gopi Bhav, as explained by Sanatana Goswami in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. But I don't think it would be wise of us to discount everything he said before that in all the chapters. <laughs> These days, everybody wants a Hittisiddha, Chodamani, and every superlative adjective you could come up with to describe their guru as if they just stepped out of the, um, the Kunja into the world and the idea that in, in many sects, unfortunately, that the guru could be a sadhana siddha is almost like um, unfortunate. <laughs> um, of course, a lot of that coming from uh, Prabhupada's disciples, despite the fact that Prabhupada, when asked about the nature or the, the difference between the sadhana siddha and the, and the, and the nitya siddha, he said, siddha means siddha, vas. So, at any rate, we're very excited to be able to participate in this, this not only what Sugadev is saying, but, but the fact what he's realizing by saying, how it's affecting him. We get a glimpse of this from the commentaries, for example. The point that I'm raising about his uh, attaining Sarup City at this point in the Bhagavatam comes from the commentary of Sanatana Goswami and his Vaishnava Toshini, Tika. So how blessed we are to have some access into that. What we hear is one thing. Hear about the speaker, what's happening to him. As I was saying earlier, in earlier classes, it speaks to us about the possibility that lies in hearing these uh, these stories, the power of them. Hmm? So, 
again, we were speaking about the, the end of this uh, 15th chapter after the killing of Dana Kasur. But at the very beginning, hmm, uh, we're going to go to today and, uh, and uh, go through some of the texts. We also find, although it's, again, it begins with now Krishna's a, a coward or Boganda, and practically immediately, having said that, then. Um, talk about his Kishore sensibilities uh, arises as well. It's almost as if the commentators just can't wait. <laughs> now he's no longer a child. He's in boyhood. He has friends. His friends have sisters. Hmm? There, there's contact with them. There's talk about them. And, and, and they, 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 of course, they, they know the direction that it's going. And uh, can't wait to get to the, uh, all the possibilities hmm, in terms of rasa. Hmm? <clears throat> so it's very interesting, the 15th chapter. Uh, it's about the Kishore Leela. It's about the Poganda Leela. You can look at it in, in, in both ways. <clears throat> so here's an example. At, at the onset, of course, at the onset of the 15th chapter, as I said, it's mentioned that... Uh, um, <clears throat> That Krishna becomes a calf herder, excuse me, a cow herder. His 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 footprints marking the 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 the, the, the land in Bruj are mentioned. The implication of which being that now he weighs more. Hmm? It's more pesa. Is that right? Mas peso, mas peso. So his footprints now they show up in in in. in more in the ground. Of course, if he walks on butter, like he does in his kumarli, then you can see his footprints also. But, but on the ground, then he needs a little more, a little more peso, peso, mas peso. Um, very charming. So, um, uh, that said, the Poganda Lila is also a Lila, and it comes out in this chapter in which. During the Poganda, the boyhood, the prominence of Balaram comes to light in a way that it hasn't in any practical sense prior to this. Mother Yasoda is always pointing to Balaram as being the older brother and, and the importance of him as the protector of Krishna, but before the slaying of Denikasura, he didn't show his strength at all. And uh, as we'll see when we go through the chapter, it was almost as if it was in question in the minds of the cowherds who egged him on and kind of poked his ego. He has a bit of a chutri ego, you know, because of his father being Vasudev. And uh, let us see what you can do with your long arms, your long, strong arms. You haven't done anything yet. Um, so this is a chapter um, in which the prominence of Balaram in the boyhood of Krishna also uh, manifests. We'll see it in the also, to some extent, in an indirect but very interesting way in the Kaliya Leela and also in the slaying of Pralambasura. <clears throat> At the same time, we know that Balaram is not actively involved in the romantic Leelas of Radha and Krishna. He does have his own gopis. That's a whole other story. Hmm? 
and it's uh, not the focus of Gaudiya Vaishnavism's uh, um, lens through which uh, we look at Balaram. That's a secondary thing. We'll perhaps uh, go into that um, as we go go forward. Um, but nonetheless, we'll see here that the onset of this chapter is uh, this side of him is, is also mentioned, and for good reason. Um, so, the chapter opens, and the cowherds are entering the forest, and we hear the spirit of Tanmadavo Venum Udirayan Brito, Gopir Grinad Bhi, Swayasho Balanbitaha, Pashun Puraskritya, Pashavya Madishad, Bihatu Kama Kushamakaram Banam. So, the, the beauty of the forest is described. Kushamakarambanam, the vanam, the van is very full of vegetation, lush vegetation. The implication of which, among other things, is that it is has uh, a very inviting and nourishing sensibilities for the cows. Hmm? Um, they'll be very much uh, preoccupied by the, uh, the, the forage the tasty shoots of grass and, and so forth available such that it will be easy in the midst of cow herding for Christian Balaram to play as much as they do and not have to pay as much attention uh, to the cows. So the forest is more or less in this verse telling us that we can provide, bring the cows, we'll take care of them and play in our midst Ram and Krishna as you see fit. Um, here Krishna is mentioned tan madhavu venu mudirayanbrito. So Krishna is mentioned in the epithet of Madhava is invoked. Madhava, of course, means spring, but this is not the spring season. So it's a little odd in one sense that this, this, this name is invoked, but one of the implications is that the nature of the seasons in Braj are such that the most... Um, beautiful and endearing features of each season can be found in every season. Something like that. Hmm? So it's magical. Sometimes, from the academic point of view, it's it's thought that the Bhagavatam must have been written in South India uh, by South Indians because they describe things in seasons in Vrindavan that would be happening in in South India, and not in, Vrind- in Vrindavan at the time. It could have been written in South India. We don't object, necessarily, although maybe a later edition, given that we believe <laughs> that the Bhagavatam itself depicts itself being written at Badrik Ashram in Himalayas. But anyway, this is a rustic way to resolve that uh, uh, 
kind of secular and academic uh, doubt, if you will. All beauty of all seasons is possible in any season in Brudge. So, that said, Madhava also, of course, um, is a name for Krishna that um, that uh, speaks about his uh, romantic life. Hmm? Madhava, Madhu, hmm? sweet, and it refers to the sweetness of Krishna Lila. That's one of the unique characteristics of Krishna in comparison to any other um, avatar, right? He has Lila Madhurya. Hmm? He has Guna Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya. But with regard to the Lila Madhurya, then the sweetest of the sweet of his Lila's comes his, his, his romantic life. So Madhava is a name that refers to his romantic life. So you can see, just from the using of employing this, this this epithet, this name at the onset of the chapter which is, I thought it was about Poganda it's already moving in the direction of Kishore uh, sensibilities and Madhavo Venum Udirayambito so um, Madhava played on his his flute I should mention that the, uh, the very much the as this chapter is uh, about the exploits of Balaram defeating Dinakasura at the onset going forward a couple of verses we'll see that there's a spirit with which Krishna's playing his flute that um, which is one of, of humor hmm? and out of that humor he begins to glorify Balaram maybe six, seven, eight, ten verses glorifying Balaram and speaking of the forest uh, as if the trees are worshipping him by bowing down before him and so on and so forth hmm? um, the spirit I want to say of this uh, eulogy of, of Balaram is in Hasirati Hasirati, Hasirasa means joking of course in English it said there's truth in jest Intended, and it's true. <laughs> oh, I was only joking. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, so uh, there's two subtle philosophical levels in which of, of the humor of Krishna that arise in his eulogy of Balaram. But relative to where we are at the moment in the discussion, we have a combination of hasya here in the air and Madhurya by the invoking of the name Madhava and Krishna's playing his flute and as you probably know then the Panchama I use a Panchamaswara Panchamaswara means the uh, the fifth note there's uh, seven notes on the scale in Indian classical music, sa ga ma pa da, sa re ga ma pa da ni sa. It's back again. So, um, and all of them are thought to have 
arisen out of the natural sounds of the environment. So each of the notes corresponds with the th four of them correspond with animals, like the, the roaring of an elephant, for example, and three of them correspond with the sounds of birds. So the fifth note corresponds with uh, what in English would be the nightingale hmm? singing. And from a Rasic point of view, Bharat, hmm? in the Bharat, Bharat Shastras, he has he he connects the Rasas with the different notes as well. You know, when you take a few notes together, maybe five, you have a rag, hmm? and inside the rag, then the rag and the notes they have colors and feelings and emotions and so forth. And so and they evoke in the concert certain feelings, as any as rap music invoke certain feelings like <laughs> cover my ears for me anyway um, so uh, much more subtly Indian Eastern Eastern world is much more subtle than the Western world and Krishna is extremely subtle and he likes indirect language Parokshabad and uh and uh, very refined, subtle arts, and uh, an actor. If you want to be an actor in a classical Indian drama, you have to learn how to move your eyes and your eyebrows. It's all so much is done just with the eyebrows. It's, it's a very, very subtle. Um, so here, if you take the combination of Hasya Rati and Madhurya Rati and the Venu of Krishna that he's blowing you get the Panchamaswara the fifth fifth note which is of course repeatedly invoked throughout the uh, the Bhagavatam and in particular in relation to the calling of the gopis Krishna is practicing on his flute and he sees the ability that 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 it that it affords him to affect different things in nature to cause the cows to milk he caused the the river to turn like land, the land to turn like water, and so forth. The perfection of his flute playing that he's working on hmm, is to not only attract the gopis, but to attract one particular gopi in particular, Siradika Kijai. Hmm? So, at any rate, the fifth note, this is employed in this. So, this is another way here, we can see, in which... Although we're talking about the Pogondalila, hmm, the boyhood, the Kishore Lilas is coming out. As I say, it's almost as if the Acharyas can't wait for this to, to come out. Pogonda becomes more complete as the Kishore adolescent sensibilities start to manifest. So Madhava is entering the forest, he's playing the fifth note, and Gopir, Grinadbi, Svayasho Balanvita. Hmm? The gopas, they're chanting, hmm? singing, along with the flute sound. They make up songs about cows, and that class of of boys is typical. And um, they're singing them, and singing the praises of Krishna and so forth. And it's mentioned in particular, uh, with emphasis here, gopir prinadbi svayasho balanbita. Hmm. 
cowherds are singing Yasha about the glories of Krishna, who, along with Balambita, accompanied by Balaram, hmm? Ram and Krishna. Hmm? One of the emphases, as we'll see in this chapter, from a Sakurati point of view, is the equality of Krishna and Balaram. We were, you were asking about this the other day. Hmm? So the cowards have two eyes, one for Balaram, one for Krishna. Those of Priyanarmas have one for Ram, one for Krishna, and two for Radha. Hmm? That's another subject. We covered that a little bit in earlier classes. It will certainly come up again going forward. But here, hmm, we're kind of moving a little bit in between the Kishore sensibilities as they manifest in the Pogandalila and the Pogandha sensibilities, which include, for example, as I said, some emphasis on Balaram. He starts to step up now and take a prominent position in the Leela. And and he is, uh, along with Krishna, the, he's the, the Yugal, the Yugal mm, of Sakiras, just like you have Yugal Radha and Krishna in Madhuryaras. Mm. So, uh, this is a, a major point here in the, at the onset of this chapter the equality from a Sakirasa point of view of Ram and Krishna and it will come out more as, as we go forward Pashun Puras Puraskritya Pashayavamapa so, and, and, and the animals as we said and the cows so Krishna playing his flute Howard boys are singing his glories and those of Balaram who's accompanying and uh, along with the cows, they enter into the very inviting um, forest of Braj. Mm-hmm. As um, then, as as Krishna begins to respond to the forest, which is now responding to his presence, and identify that. Response which seem which seems reverential um, and welcoming um, as a um, as a glorification of Balaram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as he does this in the chapter, we are drawn, obviously, to the parallel that we find in Gorlila, in which. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took went to great ex- measures, extremes at times, to emphasize the position of Nityanandaram in the circle of his devotees, who was n- not the easiest person to understand. He was rather peculiar and unorthodox, an avadut. Hmm? His behavior was not um, socially uh, normal showing up sometimes as a full-grown man naked in a social gathering as if he was a young boy who, if a young child appears naked, nobody says anything. That's why the Kumars are, they can go anywhere. They're naked. They can go anywhere because they're just little boys, so that's not not an issue. So this is rather peculiar behavior for, for a grown man. Um, on the occasion, one such occasion, we are told that perhaps he came not naked, but only in his copans. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took a piece of his copans and immediately tore it into smaller pieces and gave it to the 
assemble devotees to tie this around your arm and you'll be able to control your senses by having it. Which means to say, his senses are don't look like they're out of control, but he's so internally um, focused hmm, that that internal focus is showing up on the outside, and his internal focus is that of a young, a young cowherd. Hmm. So it's not typical that the in the sadhaka deha we will show um, our inner life involved. It's kind of a paratiya if you will, to the sadhaka deha. Hmm? And that, but by that I mean you're kind of officially wedded to dharma and acting appropriately. Hmm? Mahaprabhu was very strict, for example, in his observance of sannyas, so much so that although he was only a 24-year-old young man, a time when it's pretty difficult to control the senses, the elders, who are the metaphorical roots to the bhakti tree, Keshava Bharati, Brahmananda Bharati, um, these nine sannyasis, they were all older, heavy, heavy renunciates, and they were they were terrified by the measure of Mahaprabhu's adherence to the sannyas dharma. We were saying earlier, Grihijana Shikshaka Nyasi Kula Nayaka. This is Sriman Mahaprabhu. Shigar Sundar Vijay. Bhakti Vinod sings. Grihijana Shikshaka. He was a perfect example of a householder. Hmm? When he was a householder, hmm? he was a perfect example. There's no Nadia Nagar Bhava. No, no scope for that when we, in the, in the, in the epithet, uh, Grihijana Shikshaka. He taught Shiksha by his example how to be a perfect householder, which is to be, and we spoke about this the other day, monogamous, ideally. Krishna has many gopis. But as we were explaining, this is not an advocacy of polygamy. This is a theological necessity for rasa. Whereas, comparatively, the monogamy of Ramchandra is glorified throughout the scriptures as virtuous hmm? and desirable. Hmm? Indeed, we have the we have almost the reverse in the case of the Pandavas, <laughs> five husbands, one wife. <laughs> so, <coughs> um, so Mahaprabhu, perfectly adhering to the uh, the Dharma of a householder and setting a, a, an example, and Grihijana Shikshaka Nyasi Kula Nayaka. Nayaka is a, it means a hero. In Ujbal Nilmani, we find, uh, what is it, 94, 93, 96, I forget, 96? 96 different types of heroes. Male heroes means male lovers. Hmm? Ujbal Nilmani is all about Murirasa. So, for example, you, you have the you have the Parakya lover and you have the Swakya lover. Hmm? And... Um, and then you have the Parakya Dirodatta, you have the Swakya Dirodatta, you have the, the Parakya and the Swakya Dirodatta, the Diradalita, the Diraprashanta, these are different types of personalities, right? So you have two, and then two times four, four times two, that's what? Yeah. Anyway, you multiply like this, and, 
and, and so you know, there's more to it. You come up with 96. Hmm? The thing about Krishna, of course, is that he's all 96 of those. <laughs> all of those, the, the qualities of all 96 uh, lovers, nayakas, are found in him. And in Radha, you have, I don't know, 360 or something, and and all of the lovers are in are in her, right? So, but for tasting rasa, hmm, then certain aspects of Radha need to be manifest almost as if independent for the sake, for example, of creating the possibility of jealous love and tasting that. Namely, Krishna takes that. There needs to be a Chandravali. So there's a theological necessity for many women, many, 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 many gopis for Krishna. Hmm? It's not an advocacy of polygamy. In the case of Mahaprabhu, of course, hmm? he had one wife, she passed away at the insistence of his mother, then his other consort, Ranakshmi Priya, to Vishnu Priya, and as a sannyasi, otherwise, otherwise, he's characterized in Chaitanya Bhagavad, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, not talking to women outside of his focus on his, his wife and so forth. And as a sannyasi, nyasikula nayaka, the very nice term, phrase, nayaka, because nayaka means like a, a lover, and he's uh, nyasikula nayaka, he's the, he's the hero of the sannyasis. It's very peculiar. Sannyasi is not a romantic hero. Hmm? But for the, among the renunciates, uh, he is the he, he is the hero, hmm? hero of uh, within the context of sannyas. So strictly he adhered, right, uh, to the to to the dharma. Hmm? Whereas Nityananda Ram, you know, no, was he a sannyasi? Was he not a sannyasi? He got married, and uh, and he and he and he um, uh, was very unorthodox in his behavior. Uh, the way the Prabhu would criticize him. What, what kind of what is your caste anyway? You know, and they would argue with, in in hasirati in, in in jest and so forth. Mm. So point being what that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very careful and repeatedly to glorify Nityananda Prabhu that everyone would understand his position. It's so important. Mm. Krishna Das in his eulogy of Balaram Nityananda Ram. Uh, has composed uh, five very powerful, powerful verses at the onset of Chaitanya Charitamrita, speaking about the ontological position of, of Balaram. It comes up in this chapter, too, later on, the killing of Danikasura. Uh, what could be wonderful for him, considering who he is? He is like the, the, the whip and the woof. Whip and the whip. Whip and the warp. Of, 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 of a knitted quilt, hmm? uh, the, uh, he he holds the, the, the whole world like that. It's, it's in his grip, so to speak. So to kill Danikasur may seem wonderful, but it's, it's nothing really. Therefore, the cowards didn't take it too seriously. But the, yeah, you're showing yourself to be strong now. That's good. But at any rate, I say there's a parallel here, which is that in Gorlila. Mahaprabhu had to take steps, measures, to point out the ontological position of Nityananda Prabhu because it might be misunderstood. And here we find in the Bhagavatam, Krishna is just about to give give an extended eulogy of glorification of of Balaram. And you might not have thought of, of it, but actually the position of Balaram is a question in the minds of 
many Hindus and many even Vaishnavas. Hmm? For that matter, of course, we have a unique perspective on who Krishna is, being the source of um, all the avatars, rather than being one of the avatars, being the avatari. Okay, if you can get that far, Krishna's the avatari. What's the position of, of Balaram exactly? So, some Vaishnavas think that Balaram is a jiva, an empowered jiva. Mahabharata is a statement that he's an expansion of uh, Anantasesh, hmm? instead of the other way around. Hmm? Um, of course, Jiva Goswami has, uh, as he has taken up the task in his Krishna Sandarbha, hmm? which is a central task to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Jiva Rupa Goswami did it in Loga Bhagavatamrita. Hmm? Um, as well, uh, Krishna Das did it in Chaitanya Charitamrita, established that Krishna is the avatari. Hmm? But in Krishna Sandarbha, Jiva Goswami has taken every statement in scripture that you could possibly find that seems to say otherwise, even within the Bhagavatam, that seems to say that Krishna is not the avatari, and show how it's to be understood properly in relation to how the text of the Bhagavatam actually works and that the hub of, of tattva around which it uh, revolves, so to speak. It's an extraordinary uh, work, extraordinary treatise, Krishna Sandarva. Um, if you carefully study Paramatma Sandarva, you become self-realized. If you read, carefully study Krishna Sandarva, you'll attain love for Krishna. <laughs> and, and that's the tattva book. So, um, so, what about Balaram? Balaram, well, he, he takes some time also uh, to establish what is the position of Balaram. And Krishna's doing it here in the Bhagavatam at the onset of the Paganda, Paganda Leela <clears throat> by a beautiful eulogy of Ram, as I say, in jest in which there is also truth. So the implication is, and we'll go into it at length tonight, but that everything that he says about Balaram is also true about him. So it's a joke. He's really speaking about himself, but truth and justice is also true about Balaram. Anyway, so we'll go into that at some 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 measure ahead. I just want to stop with that at night. What's the time? 7.30? And take any questions. Interesting, huh? Preguntas. Sí. Sugre Kosami Kijai. somewhere where not too many people can go uh, he, he, he may have spoken like that on, on occasion mm-hmm. um, but um, what can I say Sukadeva was not prone to be a, in the world visible 
So, let me explain it another way. If you do enough kirtan, this kind of external bhakti, right? Internal bhakti will arise. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthakur said it like this in his poem Vaishnav K. Who is a Vaishnav? Speaking to his mind. What kind of Vaishnav are you? Um, and in that poem he said, Kirtana Prabhave Smarana Svabhave. So the Smarana, which is internal meditation, will arise naturally by the power of Kirtan. Kirtana Prabhave Smarana Svabhave. Even Prabhav even means like first, among other things. First Kirtan, then Smarana. And then what comes after that? First do kirtan. That will bring smarnam. What will smarnam bring? Who knows? Kirtan. Or kirtan. On a higher level. So we do kirtan. Then comes smarnam. Then enter the goloka. Right? Enter the Prakat Lila, enter Goloka. And what do they do in Goloka? Are the gop- Gopas and Gopis doing Smarnam? No, they're doing Kirtan. <laughs> they're not sitting and meditating. But they're putting all the qualities, Lilas of Krishna to song and, and uh, there, the walking is dancing, the talking is singing. What must be the singing like? What must be the dancing? What must they be like? Right? Jeeva Goswami has commented in Brahma Samhita. So, that Sugadev, in earnest, did the Bhagavat Kirtan and he became a member of the leelas that he was speaking about at this point and then just be, just the beginning so that he developed further and Bhagavatam was over and he went internally was the idea he retired he came from 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 Brahman to public life and from 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 quietude to the public to broadcast the Bhagavatam then to private life. So quiet life and private life are different. Krishna Leela is private. Not everybody can go there. It's a private domain of Krishna. Hmm? What else? Any question? Krishna Balaramji Kija, Gold Bhakti Vrindakija, Gold Premium.